You have Nighttime Economy, the podcast from 24-Hour Nation. My name is Randall White. In this Nighttime Economy episode, our guest is Sarah Rodriguez-Terez, Marketing Manager for BT Active Intelligence in the UK. You will hear about how BT Active Intelligence began to map out activity in the UK's 24-hour economy and how never before had they specifically gained insights on UK's nighttime economy until it conducted analysis that resulted in the report, Cities After Dark, Shining a Light on the 24-Hour Economy. The global applications for mobility insights and the night are mind-blowing. Hold on to your hats. We begin by learning about BT and Sarah's role with the BT Data Group. For those that don't know what BT is, so BT stands for British Telecoms. Uh, It is a British multinational telecoms holding company that is headquartered in London. And it has kind of like operation in around 180 countries. But I work within BT Active Intelligence. That is kind of like a small startup within BT UK. So we are only providing this specific service that is location-based insights just within the UK. And in terms of my role, I lead all the marketing activity within Active Intelligence. But I think for the purpose of today, something that I'm really passionate about my role and about the data we provide is data journalism. So being able to tell stories through data and like kind of like being able to be relevant to different industries because like We're just talking about mobility patterns and location-based insights, and those are really interesting for any type of industry or any type of role. Tell us about the definition of 24-hour economy from BT's point of view. So for the purpose of uh, this piece of research that we have done, the way that we've defined 24-hour economies, like any activity that happens between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. across all sectors, all verticals. And the analysis that we did, it was across three months during 2023, so September, October, and November. We know quite a lot of the boroughs within uh, London are currently working on the nighttime strategies, and they have been actively encouraged to work on this. So there's been, as part of the report, there's been quite a lot of focus on London, but we wanted to make sure that we covered the whole of the UK. We wanted to understand the powerhouse of the UK, just what are the dynamics in that, the entire country. Okay, and so let's talk about it then. Uh, the document that you produced, that kind of summarized some of the initial round of data and research. It's called Cities After Dark, Shining a Light on the 24-Hour Economy. That is completely what got my attention and uh, connected me with you in uh, in London. So tell me about that document. Yeah, so... I do quite a lot of data journalism, not only for this specific topic, but I'm always constantly trying to understand what stories I can tell through data. And like when I started to look at the different topics and kind of like what are some of like the strengths of our data is the fact that our data is 24-7. So if our data is 24-7, why can we not start understanding what are the crowd movement, the mobility patterns and that of the people that are working day and night, understanding how populations move, like what's the opportunity. So it started very much kind of like as a data journalism idea. Then obviously started to do a bit more research around kind of like the nighttime economy in the UK. And it was fascinating to see like 
how complex and challenging, but also how interesting it is. Like things like four uh, percent of like the UK economy is just focused on the nighttime economy, but if you look at London, for example, it's twenty percent, and like. How much does it contribute to cultural economy? How many workers in the UK are that only nighttime workers? I'm like, it was eight millions. And I was like, wow, okay. There's a lot of people moving and traveling and behaving in certain way at night. And would it be great with our mobility inside just to be able to map them out and get out certain insight and certain conclusions after that? And that's really how like Cities After Dark came about. But I think shining the light on the 24-hour economies is exactly what we wanted to do. We just didn't want also to focus on night. We wanted to be around 24-hour. And we wanted to look at things like what are the late-night capitals? Uh, what are the hotspots on a weekday versus a weeknight? How do people travel back home? Do they do it by rail? Do they do it by road? And then like it's not all about enjoying ourselves like what are the nighttime workers doing what are the main work hotspots in terms of like areas what are the shift patterns by industry do they change depending on what time the shift starts and ends how long do they have to travel after work can they actually that easily with public transport so we started to unveil such a big piece of work and mm. yeah that's like version one of this first report that we just tried to cover some of these topics and you call this mobility insights? Is that the word I heard you use, the phrase? Yeah, yeah. So Mobility we, insights, active intelligence, kind of the same? Yeah, so the way that it works. So BT Active Intelligence uses mobile network data. So I we wanted provide, to get to this. This is good. Okay. Yeah, so what is mobile network data? With mobile network data, we provide location and web log-based insights that are derived from like the 24 million customers that we have within BT in our network. And based on that, we anonymize and aggregate all that information. And from that, we can create insight for transport, for retailers, for public sector, for planners. So they can use all those movements of crowds to actually make decisions. And with this research and this data, I guess this has been going on for some time. You're able to capture this information, as is just about anybody who works in the mobile communication realm, I suppose. What did BT, though, specifically want to illustrate with this nighttime economy report? Who are you really wanting to kind of get in front of? Why? It sounded like the where did the idea come from and who did you want to get in front of and what what? awakening did you want to inspire okay so some questions there so i think in terms of like what we wanted to illustrate to be honest we started with really really broad questions we didn't really know what were the insights that we were going to come across because we've never done this analysis before we uh -huh. do in our work we always just do very specific analysis of a specific transport mode or a specific area but we've actually never mapped out the whole activity that happens 6, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So this was completely new for us. So what we started, we started on quite broad questions, like what are the main hotspots in the UK for nighttime workers? Things like that. It's like, is it airports? Is it distribution centers? Is it hospitals? Just something quite broad. Or like things like, how do people use public transport at night? Do they go by road or do they go by train? And like we started really broad, but then slightly we started to realize that there were really 
detailed specific questions that we could start to answer but like doing quite work in the data like is transportation really accessible in like areas known for late time activities like are they well connected or are we just potentially hindering net zero activities because they're not and they actually need to use their car to go everywhere like our residents really have access to kind of like venues facilities and workplace like and things like, for example, like something that it really surprised me when we did this is like Uber usage. There is quite a lot of like new disruption and new technologies that obviously is going to affect how people behave at night and like how they travel, how they interact with like different businesses. So like being able to put all that together is like what we were like, wow, we've really into something here. I think that's fascinating. And so, but, but, and so help me the, the, the mechanics of gathering active intelligence. We're assuming that everybody has their phone location ability activated. So that's part of what's gathering the data. How do you know the difference between somebody getting in their car and going to a, to a pub or walking down the street and getting on a train and going into a sporting event? That's go, a very go good question. So we are not interested in the movements of one specific person. We, we anonymize and aggregate the data or, and the behaviors of the people. But because we, with mobile network data, every time your phone is on, is sending pings to a, a mast. So what we are able to understand is people's end-to-end -end journey. So you can understand that the first part of the journey, maybe they walk to the train station, then they took a train, and then they walk again to like their place of work. So we are able to understand those end-to-end -end journeys. And like your question to us, like whether they're using the car or in the train. So obviously we are able to map out with other data points, like for example, like train um, time schedules. So we are able to match that out, but also because we have the end-to-end -end journey, we have some machine learning that is actually understanding some of the behavior in terms of like speed, in terms of like where that uh, person is walking about. So we can start making those associations and we can offer like, a multimodal overview so we can see if people are walking, if there are people in a road, in a train, in a ferry. So that's the way we do it. So like the team in the background, our data science team, there's quite a lot of like complex algorithms and like analysis to be able to kind of like extrapolate that into like outputs for customers. Okay. And so I am clear for the Cities After Dark study, the report that mm -hmm. focused on the 24-hour economy, that focus was on England, Wales, Northern Ireland, and Scotland, the UK, yes, correctly. Correct. Yeah, you haven't correct. expanded beyond that. No. Okay, not yet. Um, no. <laughs> not yet. You've told me about some of the examples that were revealed, transportation patterns. What else in some of the findings really kind of caught your attention or caught your team's attention or surprised you? Uh, so I think there was like two or three things that were really unexpected. Uh, one of them, like, or unexpected that we've never really thought about before. But for example, I was talking before, like with mobile phone data, you can understand like how people are using specific apps. So you have access to web log. So one of the things we started to understand is like, okay, how do people use Uber versus train after events? And what we realize is like the Uber usage and the train usage after events, especially if they've gone to a concert or if they've gone to a football match, 
the pattern was exactly the same. The peak was happening at the same time for train versus Uber. But if we started to map out a standard night out, you could really see that the Uber usage really peaked way later at night. Ah. Not really when the, like, when the train was actually peaking out. So that was quite interesting to see in terms of like different modes of transport and at what time they were actually peaking. One of the other thing that it was interesting to see is like weekday versus weekend. Like at the weekend, we was like, oh, which one is the busiest city in the UK? You would say London, probably. Right. But when we started to do some more analysis around weekdays, we, for example, we were able to understand that actually on Tuesdays, if you look at the centre of Manchester, what was actually the busiest weeknight hub. Which was fascinating. It's not something that we really thought about it, but it was quite good to see that the different patterns and actually how do you actually see that? Why? Why Manchester? I mean, I'm sure it's a lovely place. Why Manchester on Tuesday? Is it a work-related activity or is it going out on Tuesday nights a thing to do in Manchester or what? And that's the thing that we await, we're hoping we actually, we can answer in our next releases but at the moment we have what the data is telling us we are actually not spoke about this with like nighttime advisors in like Manchester or different like people in like different cities so at the moment we are in like the data gathering stage and we've reached the conclusions the why we don't know yet and I think that's for us kind of like the next step what's happening on Tuesdays in Manchester what what is so exciting yeah. Okay, and you imagine that you'll fashion that into future uh, reports of some type. Well, let's let's. Uh, I'm going to go through a list of uh, interest groups that I think would be very intrigued with mm -hmm. this uh, data and the storytelling of the data. And I, I would like to get your feedback on how you imagine this data would be helpful to urban planners, city planners, the people that map out how a city is built. How, how will this information be helpful to them? So I think, you know, for the research we have done, and like we are data experts, we are not nighttime experts, we are starting to engage with a lot of nighttime experts and it's being fascinating. But for what we have seen is like nighttime economy is not been as easy to plan for in the past. There has been maybe not as much focus on it should, but it's now starting to really pick up and like the activity that is happening is incredible. And also what we have seen is like, there is less people traveling, like the locations and the points of interest are more spread out. And also getting people to, and more importantly, home from these locations, maybe sometimes offer challenges. Um, so what we think is like, for example, city officials, like planners and developers have to be more kind of like intelligent in their planning to kind of like understand nighttime activity. So what we think is that with these data, as you were talking about transportation planners, commercial developers, Uber planners, by understanding like where, when, and how people spend time, we're offering them the ability to tailor city services better because they understand like how actually cities are being used. So by overlaying mobile phone data with other data sources, like for example, crime data or transport route, we can really provide like really valuable insights to those people. And I think this ultimately leads to cities where people want to go out because they think they're safer, they're easier to get to, get to and from. And that, that really turns like the power of the nighttime economy. 
we know, for example, that in London, there has been estimated that the night tube, like the tube on the metro, boosts the London economy by 77 million. So, like, if you really can understand the power of some of these activities, you can really be really proactive with your planning. I think you're absolutely correct. I think a lot of the nighttime economy advocates would uh, would uh, back you up by saying that we're just beginning to pay attention to the potential of the night. And this data certainly helps. You mentioned a little bit about safety uh, and how you could overlay that with safety information and give mm, better insights to those public safety professionals who want to make our cities and streets mm -hmm. safer at night. Do you have gender data as a result of the uh, uh, active intelligence? So you can say these are this is the behavior of women as opposed to the behavior of men? Of course, yes. Yeah. So we provide all the demographics attributes related to the data. So you can see gender, age, a social economic profile and some of the other things that you can start um, linking to the data is like home location, work location. So we can create this really rich picture about actually who's working, where and like who is behaving in certain ways. Like we did some analysis. It's not actually in the report because we didn't know if it would be a bit politically controversial, but we started gotcha. to do some analysis around different genders traveling in different ways and stuff like that so there's definitely that data is available it's just like what's the best way of actually using it and like okay. making and so sure you, that you gathered a lot more data than wound up in that one report and you're probably going to begin compiling even more for future reports is this a service that bt is going to offer in its markets or a, if i'm a, a city and i say hey i want to contract with bt to do active intelligence on my city district is that something that you all are going to be doing? So we provide location-based insights uh, at the moment to really any local authority, transport um, planner, transport authorities that want to use our data. As specific as a nighttime economy package, it's not something that we've offered before. But in the conversation we've been having on the back of the report, we've started to think about creating our nighttime economy index that potentially could inform cities that are developing their strategies, that are developing like the ways of working. We could give them certain data that is really going to inform those decisions. This is mind-blowing. I, <laughs> I think for somebody who is a data geek like I can be, this is incredibly helpful in terms of creating a case for support for doing this or doing that, particularly in the nighttime economy, which is the focus of 24-hour nation. We talked a little bit about Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland and, and mm -hmm. England itself as being this the, the subject area of this first report. Mm -hmm. But where are all of BT's markets? I mean, you're global, correct? We are global as BT, uh, as BT Active Intelligence, as in like providing mobile network data. And right. this data at the moment, this is only something that we do in the UK. Whether that's other areas of BT provide that in other countries, I'm not aware of. But definitely mobile network data and mobility insight is something that is being used globally. And it's the potential, though, is to deliver this kind of information in many places should other parts of the BT um, system decide it wants to go there. 
You're going to become an internal consultant, I can tell. <laughs> this is terrific. I am speaking with Sarah Rodriguez-Terez. She's the marketing manager for BT Active Intelligence in London, in the UK, of course. And uh, I'm going to provide a couple of links when I post this uh, podcast, including the Active Intelligence um, page for uh, BT, and a uh, link directly to this uh, initial report, Cities After Dark, shining a light on the 24-hour economy. Here is my final question of you, Sarah. What is the greatest promise that active intelligence holds for business, industry, government leaders as they formulate plans and policies for the 24-hour economy? Our promise is the ability to offer a single source of truth, and that's kind of like what mobile network data is for. We know neighborhood demographics change. We know venues come and go and like we saw it with the pandemics patterns of work change commuting and leisure activity changes in a way that nobody expected but data holds many of the answers and we know that by taking these data anonymizing it and aggregate it we can really provide those insights that people can use to create the strategies and the plans that they really need for like the boroughs and cities a single source of truth. I don't know about you, but I think that's something the world needs more of, and I am here for it. This has been Season 3, Episode 3 of Nighttime Economy, the podcast from 24 Hour Nation. Visit our website at 24hournation.com and follow us on social media to discover more about the people, programs, and possibilities for your city at night. My name is Randall White.